0: and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, this is Gemma, and I am so happy to be here with you today. I've been doing a lot of kind of like personal expansion with my, um, I like the word expansion rather than growth, because while they are so similar, growing implies like, I don't know, it seems, I don't know. I don't know. For me, maybe it has to do growth, like, oh, new and improved, getting better, something like that. And I just want to think of it as being more me, Um, you know, more truth, more essence of who I am rather than improved unit, you know? So, uh, yeah, so I've been doing my fast and I think today would be day 11 and I extended it a smidge. Mm-hmm. So I'm having water, water. Um, so I expanded it and, um, and also blended in meditation. And I am really recognizing how, you know, the fasting and the meditation are both very similar, although uh, they have, they do very similar things even though they come from two different directions. And it's both about letting go of that, the physical, letting go of the physical world, undoing your stories about it, and um, coming out the other end without the stories. Now, I've been doing fasting for like years, maybe almost 30 years. Um, I, I love it. And I noticed even right away when I first did it, I noticed that it was a battle between my inner ego voice and myself wanting to be on the fast that was the thing. And then within a day or two of starting to fast, the ego voice would quiet down. And then as I fasted more and more, I started to recognize that I didn't hear it so much, or I was able to maintain a sense of personal responsibility to my body afterwards, uh, after the fast that I'm, I might have been more lenient towards all the, you know, eat this, do this, you know, like the, the ego, I want chocolate. I want sugar. I want to, um, have a drink with this person. I want to have this cake with this person. And there was a time in my life where I was so little socializing. Like I, I wasn't around any people. I was just totally, isolated, doing my healing work, uh, living alone and enjoying, I mean, massively enjoying the quiet of living alone. And food was not a focus. It was not an interest. It was not something I was involved in. And I remember very clearly how that was and then how it showed up in my social world. When I did meet with a friend or something, I, I held that. I, I embraced that. I wasn't the person who was going to eat a lot or, um, gorge on sweets or any of that. And it's like, somehow, I don't know if it's because I have a kid. I don't know if it's new stuff coming up or old stuff coming up, or I don't know, but I have almost retrained myself to want to eat these things, processed foods and stuff. So this fast now is really about coming back into alignment with the truth of who I am. And it's possible that that other me who didn't have an interest was also not the truth of who I was. It was just the me working through other, you know, uh, belief systems and things like that. So there's no right or wrong. There's merely just this undoing of the attachment to the physical world. And our happiness lies in our ability to step out of our stories. And our stories are our attachment. You know, our belief in these stories is our attachment to the physical world. And so when we are able to step away from that and just embrace the being without the story... We have a phenomenal new experience. <clears throat> and right now I am so excited at the shift going on because so many people have woken up because their stories were pulled out from under them. And this is like a little mini miracle in a way. It's like we had systems set up to hold your stories in place. And now the systems are no longer there. So... um Systems like, oh, every Friday I meet my friends to go out to dinner here. Um, I go to work every day nine to five. I have this great job, I love all the people I work around. <laughs> it's like, and all that may be true, but it's still a story that's not allowing for you to expand anymore or expand into your truth or you you focused more on the physical and less and gave that more value and importance. Than the truth of who you were. So you weren't growing, expanding, whatever you want to call it. Mm. I'm so um, absolutely curious about this fast. And I know there's no right or wrong. I absolutely know that in my heart. And I'm just curious because I can see the potential of staying on it. And I can see the potential to coming off of it. And it's funny because the potential coming off of it, I don't know if it, the word's potential, but the benefits of coming off of it is being able to help use the food in the fridge, you know, and being able to taste things. And, and uh, it would be different, right? It would be a different experience. And whew, I just felt something come over me. And I think that's very beautiful. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, but my body will stop cleaning itself. But I think it's so beautiful to taste and it's so beautiful to savor things and, and and just have good food. I think it's such a beautiful thing. So I don't know what's happening, but I will see day to day how things are. I I'm, I feel delicious and that is a gift to be able to have let go of some of the debris, mental and physical debris that was in a way so I can feel my deliciousness. And we all can do this. We have to let go of the stuff in the way. And so, I mean, fasting, yes, appears on the surface to be about possibly detoxing the body, getting the toxins out. But it also affects the mind and the stories and the story um, of who you are as much as the house cleaning. And that's important. We, we have to face ourselves. We have to face our thoughts and the stuff coming up and the stuff that's going on in our bodies. It's like, it's interesting because I think I said this on another video one time. I've heard when people do acid, it gets stored into the fat cells. And, and then later on in life, like 30 years later or 20 years later, if they burn off that fat cell, they get the high again. Well, I think it's very similar with fasting that forget the drugs, you don't have to have done drugs, but we have these traumas and we store them in our bodies. And then as we, uh, do this cleanse and it opens things up and it undoes things. And by the way, fasting is the most kind and gentle way to house clean your body. It is so beautiful because it does it, it does it incrementally backwards, It just does. It's cumulative healing. So if you fast for 10 days now, and then you fast for 10 days next month, it's cumulative. It continues where it left off. And that's such a gorgeous, beautiful thing. I love that with all of the alternative healing stuff. It just like has um, this ability to start where it left off and continue the process. And so we can get some, we don't have to tear everything apart and you know we have this mindset sometimes this ego set that says that oh I'm going to do it all the way I'm going to do it perfect I'm going to do it you know I'm going to be the best at this and it's no it's not necessary we can be kind and gentle with our bodies and and fasting is a great place to start being kind and gentle because if we can be kind and gentle during a fast then coming off the fast we can actually integrate that easier uh, the idea of kindness and gentleness with our bodies, so oh God, isn't this just like exciting so? then meditation has similar types of experiences. You sit there, your thoughts come up, and you let them go, and your thoughts come up, and you let them go. And it's the same thing with fasting. When you're fasting, your thoughts come up. Oh, I really want to eat that. Oh, it'd be really fun to eat that. Oh, am I going to get a chance to taste that? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't you really like to try that? And we have to let them go. And we have to let them go. So um, it's a good time. It's a really good time. To be considering, you know, how can you be kind and gentle with your body today? And maybe it's just not having the donuts or the candy bars, or maybe it's no coffee, or maybe it's a nap, you know? Just taking it easy and being kind. And if we are able to be kind and gentle with ourselves, it makes it so amazing and effortless to be kind and gentle to other people. It really does. Mm-hmm. Today, my big reminder is going to be to drink as much water between my lemon water as, you know, like, as I drink lemon water. I guess that's the point. Yeah. Because it's it's sometimes easy for me to forget to drink water even on my fast. Go figure. I get busy doing other things. So, ah. Oh. <clears throat> just noticing my body it's um it's time I I had this like little little revelation this morning that we're going into this time period that is brand new and I think with this opportunity we have to recognize that the old stories that aren't serving us it's time to leave them behind it really is and how do you do that? Well, there's some simple, a simple method I love, and that is to name your belief. So if it's, um, a belief about working or a belief about money or a belief about family or a belief about your husband or a belief about your children, just, just blurt it out. I believe kids are disrespectful. I believe my husband, um, doesn't listen. I believe money is, is hard to get or whatever, whatever the thought is that you want to clear. I want you to just label it. I just want you to say it, say that belief and go and just be kind of extreme. Extreme is good boy, because it just kind of like gathers up all of it. Extreme is like a big sweeper. So you can be very extreme in this case. Go for it. You're not a mean person, Just go for the big extreme. Kids are disrespectful and hateful and they, they don't they don't care and you know, make it big, make it big. So once you got your big belief down, sit with that for a second and just feel how real it is to your experience and how much it's not feeling good. It feels like crap. So then take it on mentally. Crumble it into a ball like a piece of paper and say no more and throw it in a trash can. Throw it in a trash can. Now we have a clear slate because that whole belief just got sweeped up, crumped into a ball and thrown in a trash can. And that trash can just got dumped and picked up by the um, incinerator people. So it's gone. It's gone. And now you're going to create a new belief. And this is how we do it. So what. Are the beliefs, what are the stories that you want to live with in your new paradigm? What stories are going to serve you now rather than hold you back? And ultimately we have to recognize that as we are able to change our stories so easily that these stories have no value. They aren't more important. They don't supersede the truth of who we are. They're just tools we use to navigate this place. They have no value beyond the value we give them. So write the new story. I believe children are respectful. I believe children are helpful and are loving and are beautiful and oh, I love this. It just makes me want to cry. I I love children and I I love having children around me. <laughs> and I love the newness they bring to my life. I believe children can access infinite consciousness in ways that adults can't and well adults haven't like and they bring a richness to our lives so we can write a new belief and that's our new belief and we hold it and we hold it bring it in i believe children are unconditionally loving Mm. and that's our new belief that's the one that we're going to go forward with and it's so just so beautiful to be able to have this opportunity to say you know what These stories don't serve me. I'm not taking them with me. This job doesn't serve me. This belief about money doesn't serve me. This person in my life doesn't serve me. And don't go forward with that. So we can change from within our beliefs so that we can... And and you know, I can remember a time in my life where my relationship with my mom was so at odds that it didn't seem to matter, but that I, I didn't want to keep being treated a certain way. And yet I couldn't fathom how I could change that from within me. And when we get within us this sense of like oprah this sense of Tony Robbins-ness, you know, like where we are our being, we are the being we are fully, powerfully, then that person can behave however they want and it doesn't affect us. It only affects us if we have a story lined up with it. So we let go of the stories and now the behavior no longer affects us. So today is just really about, are you, do you have tools in place to take ownership of your uh, beliefs and rewrite them to be able to scoop up the stories you want versus the ones you don't want and, uh, and being kind to yourself. And if you got inspired to fast or to, um, Or meditate, then go check out some awesome people about that. Check out Kyle Cease for meditation. Check out uh, intermittent fasting. I wish I had some names for you, but there's some really great guys out there who've studied it and you can find awesome things about intermittent fasting is fantastic. And when I come off of this uh, longer fast, I'm going to just go right into intermittent fasting uh, because I believe that is kind and gentle with my body to give it a break every day. Uh, And then there's, uh, Paul Bragg, uh, who talks about longer fast miracle. Fasting was one of his books. And, uh, the, the other one I'm doing now, master cleanse, the complete master cleanse is good. There's a lot. So just find, find what works for you. Really go for it and, uh, and have a wonderful day. You know you are so loved. I love you. And I'm sending you humongous hugs. Have a phenomenal day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at jemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of that happiness show.